Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. If God is good and all-powerful, why is there evil in the world? That is a question asked by many and asked down through the ages. And for some, the existence of evil is all the proof they need to know that God does not really exist. That he is a myth, wishful thinking, a delusion for weak people. Or if he does exist, he's not worth the time. For he must be either not good to let evil go on, or not very powerful if evil remains. So, that's that. Except, Jesus gives us another answer today to consider. Not that he owes us an answer, but Jesus is telling us today that there is evil in the world because God is both good and merciful. That's the meaning of the parable of the weeds of the field that Jesus tells us today. Last week, a man went out to sow his seed, and he sowed lavishly and abundantly good seed for good plants and a good harvest. But, turns out, he wasn't the only one sowing seed. Another man came after him under the cover of darkness in the middle of the night. And sowed bad seed. Seed intended to produce nothing, only to hurt and harm what the good sower sowed. This one sowed evil. So after the seeds sprouted and grew, the servants noticed that all was not right. At first they thought the good sower had sowed bad seed, or at least a mixture of good and bad. But no, the good sower does only good. Nothing wrong with his seed. An enemy did this to undermine him, to hurt and to harm. There was no other purpose than that. Just evil. Pure evil. Well, there's an easy way to get rid of that. Just let us pull up all the weeds, the servant said. We'll take care of that problem quickly and easily. We're ready. Just say the word. Now, before going on, a word here about this quickness and eagerness. It's not always good. The saying, fools rush in where angels fear to tread, has some merit. Sophomores are wise fools who after just a year of learning think they know more than they really do. New pastors are often eager to go in and fix their congregations. But sometimes quickness and over-eagerness can cause harm. And with regard to theology, a man named G.K. Chesterton once said that heterodoxy is always in a hurry. Got to get it done now. But orthodoxy is patient and waits for God's time. So the servants are eager, but that's not the best course of action here. 
Their master, the good sower, knows more than they. So no, he says, leave them. Don't rush in. Why? For the sake of the good plants. To be good and merciful to them. Lest while ripping out the weeds, the good get harmed in the process. The time will come, but it is not yet. Now that's easy to understand when it comes to plants. But perhaps not so much when it comes to us. Because it sure does seem like this world would be a lot better place if we could just get rid of them. Those evil ones. And you know who I mean. But maybe we're being sophomores. Wise fools with such thinking. Maybe we don't know as much as we think. We sang in the intro it today, Teach me your way, O Lord, that I may walk in your truth. We need to be taught. The ways of God, the goodness of God, the mercy of God, that we may walk in it. That if he says it is good and merciful and better for the evil to remain, then as much as we may not understand that, it is good and merciful and better. Teach me, O Lord, to understand that. To think like you. And while we'll never fully get there, thinking the thoughts of God in this world and life with our minds, bodies, and hearts infected and affected and dragged down by sin, teach us he does in his word and in holy baptism too, where your Father in heaven has given you his spirit so that you may not only be his child, but that you also have the mind of Christ, that you begin to think like Christ and grow in him. For the truth is that our life in this world is intertwined, not just with believers and Christians, but with those who are not Christian, those who are not believers and those who perhaps even work evil. So if all those not of good seed were to go, how would that harm you? You don't even know all the ways, since God is able to use the just and the unjust, believers and unbelievers, for his good. In every vocation in this world and life, there are those of good seed and bad seed. And yet, in fulfilling their vocations, God is using them for your good. Farmers, police, firefighters, shopkeepers, soldiers, government workers, and more. How do they benefit you? So if they were all pulled now... Now, there are difficulties that come with that, to be sure. Struggles in our world between right and wrong, between those who follow God's word and truth and those who do not. Evil isn't idle. There will be conflict and pain and heartache. 
Pontius Pilate was part of a government that provided peace for the world and yet crucified Jesus. And this too, it's not always so easy to tell the difference between the weeds and the wheat and judging too quickly could cause great harm. For think about Paul. He looked like a weed for a long time, persecuted the church, threw Christians in prison. Would you pull him up? What about Judas? He looked like a good plant for three years, hung around with Jesus, preached and taught and was sent out by him, even handed out bread and fish to the 5,000. Would you have left him? How about you? Take a look at yourself, your past, your worst moments. When you hurt someone, when you held a grudge and refused to forgive, when you did what you knew was wrong, when you weren't living as a Christian, what if the weed police came and pulled you right then and there? But they didn't because your father didn't allow it. Because God is good and merciful to you. Because the truth is, we've been plopped down in the middle of a long story, a long history, and we just don't know the whole story. We know the here and now, and maybe a little bit of history, but there's a lot we don't know. And we certainly don't know the future. So how are we going to judge? How do we decide? Well, a little story I once read of a a sculptor, and he was asked one time, how does he take a a block of stone and, and make it into a beautiful piece of art? And he said, well, I don't. I just cut off all that's not left of the art, of the final piece. He sees what others cannot. And that's how it is with God. We may want to rush in and start hacking away at the stone or pulling up all the weeds, start doing what we think. But all we're going to wind up with is a mess. We just don't know. We just can't see as God sees. So our Father in heaven says, be patient. Live with the weeds for a while because you can't really tell the weeds and wheat apart anyway. The time will come for the harvest and then the separation will take place and then you'll see. But not before then. Now is the time of patience and mercy and, yes, struggle. But in the midst of a struggle, God gave you a promise. Through the Apostle Paul, we heard today, the sufferings of this present time are not worth comparing to the glory that is to be revealed to us. Right now, Paul went on to say, are the labor pains. And if you're a woman, you know how tough that is. And it's probably good that none of us remember the struggle of being born. But your delivery is coming. Your new life is coming. A new world, a new creation is coming that you cannot even begin to imagine. 
So be patient right now. But in hope. In faith in God. And so also in love. Toward your neighbor. And with this we learn of God's plan. That God doesn't conquer evil by destroying evildoers. He destroys evil with forgiveness. Conquering evil by destroying evildoers is like pulling weeds without getting the roots. They're just going to grow back. But forgiveness goes all the way down to the roots. And not only conquers evil, but also has the power to change bad seed into good seed and weeds into wheat. And again, we see and learn of God's goodness and mercy. The goodness and mercy of a God who doesn't just sit up in heaven as an observer of what is happening in our world, but unable to do anything about it. Or as a judgmental God who just sits up in heaven, zapping evildoers and squashing evil with an all-powerful fist. He is a God who in goodness and mercy came down into the midst of our evil world to be swallowed up by evil that he might swallow it up with the power of his atonement, with the might of his death and resurrection, with the power of forgiveness. And he did. And he is. That's the only reason you're here. The blood of Jesus shed on the cross and poured into the ground for you to forgive your sin and evil, all of it, past, present, and future, and make you a good plant, his plant. And the blood of Jesus that continues to nourish you each day through his word, through his forgiveness, through his body and blood that you receive here at this altar. There is no question that you and I, based on the merits, deserve to be pulled. But a good and merciful God said, no. Wait. Be patient. Let them grow. Let me feed them, care for them, nurture them. And so you are who you are. Because God is merciful. But he is merciful to all. And so now he bids us to wait and be patient. The harvest is coming, but there is still time. And God in his goodness and mercy is working in you, for you, and through you. He gives you his spirit who helps you, Paul says, who helps you to pray and wait, who helps you to see your, as your father in heaven sees, who helps you to love and forgive as Jesus does and to be merciful to all. For we simply do not know the whole story, all that God is doing. So we do according to his word in faith, in hope, and in love. And trusting that he knows what we do not, and that in the end, all will be right and just.
Because God is merciful. That there is evil in the world proves that. Not that he is weak or doesn't exist. And so we come to his table, this table, that he sets before us in the presence of our enemies to receive him. And while we may groan with creation for a while, under struggles and burdens and cares, and maybe things are really going to get tough, that's okay. God is merciful to you and to all. Lord, help us hear that and learn that. Help us to see that. Help us to believe that. That your faith and hope, your love and forgiveness be not just in our hearts, but on our lips and in our deeds. And help us to rejoice in you even now, even in the midst of the struggle, even surrounded by evil, knowing that the day is coming that we will also rejoice with you in your kingdom. For it is really true what we just sang. A mighty fortress is our God, and take they our life, goods, fame, child, and wife. Let these all be gone. The victory has been won. The kingdom ours remaineth. The kingdom of our good and powerful and merciful God. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit.